0: Hello, Athens. This is Right Club Athens Podcast. I'm Jamie Howard, the head bitch in charge. If you're not familiar with Right Club, let me break it down for you. Right Club started in Chicago, the brainchild of our seriously disturbed overlord, Ian Belknap. It goes like this. Two opposing writers, two opposing ideas, seven minutes apiece. The audience picks a winner. These writers are competing for cash to go to a charity of their choosing. It was a balmy night on April 2nd when a standing room only crowd welcomed Wright Club to Flickr Bar for our inaugural show. Three seasoned Wright Club veterans, Nick Tokoski, Randy Osborne, and Topher Payne, came to face off against three of Athens's finest ladies, Krista Westervelt, Janet Geddes, and yours truly. The battle began when I faced off with Right Club Atlanta's Viceroy, Nick Tikoski. We'll start with Nick's work of fiction, chronicling his struggle with being a scientist zombie. His topic brains.
1: All right, Nicholas Tikoski, are you ready? Yes, sir. Right Club audience, are you ready? <laughs> Nicholas Tikoski with brains. <laughs> In three, two, one, go. Go. <clears throat> Madam President, Mr. Speaker, members of Congress, and fellow Americans, it is an honor and a privilege to be standing before you here today. I come before you to argue for HB 7843, an admittedly unpopular but incredibly important piece of legislation. My name is Frederick Hamner, and I am Doctor of Neuroscience at Johns Hopkins University. My studies have been and continue to be on the human mind, with a focus on degenerative disorders. As you may know, My work with the famed professor Ludwig Herzog was truly groundbreaking, and its initial purposes were to, if not cure, then at least slow the horrible steady progress of Alzheimer's disease on the human mind. The initial trials proved highly promising, bordering even on miraculous. Seventy-two percent of test subjects administered with the Herzog-Hamner Regenerative Neuropathic Method Exhibited partial or full recovery from late-stage Alzheimer's people who had lost the powers of memory and speech whose identities Had been all but wiped out were able to hold short-term memories within six days of administration and within a month Within a month were even able to reclaim long-term memory people were getting their lives back our work was published in the Journal of Neuroscience, the Oxford Journal, and a number of other venerable publications. We became the darlings of the academic community. I can't tell you how many honor- and honorary doctorates that I personally had to turn down. The world was changed, the sky was the limit. And then, of course, came the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I don't have to tell you the cosmic horror that rocked this world after patient zero first appeared in that Walgreens in Skokie, Illinois. You, you survivors were there. You were there to witness the early confused news reports. You were there as zombies started flooding the streets in broad daylight. You witnessed the sudden and swift actions of the military. Who would have thought that we would ever see Abrams tanks blasting former U.S. citizens in the streets and in New York, Chicago, Dallas. You were there at the moment that all hope was lost, when this very building, the seat of US legislature, fell to a horde of mindless ghouls. Many of you experienced firsthand the horror of watching loved ones and colleagues surrounded and devoured. And you were there when mankind bravely fought back from the brink of annihilation and contained the undead hordes. It is true there are still wild lawless zones to the West that have yet to be brought back under federal control. But led by you, we are making strides forward. Professor Herzog and I were exactly four years ago today, brought in by the newly formed Department of the Dead and asked to test our Alzheimer's regenerative method on a series of captive zombies. The work was dangerous. the risk of infection high. And the moment of our greatest triumph was also the moment of my greatest personal horror. As you all know, I am a zombie. <laughs> While feverishly working on the reclamation mythology metho- metho- methodology, zombie brain. Testing on one patient, 375B, formerly a small, adorable child, his restraints came loose and I was overcome and infected by a bite to my left wrist. I fell prey to the telltale fever and fell into a coma. I awoke on a cold steel table, restrained myself. With a foggy memory of what had occurred, Professor Herzog, my partner, stood above me and asked my name, asked my mother's name, asked what hospital I was born in. Ludwig, I cried. What is the meaning of this? I was as it turns out, the first successful reclamation using my very own method, the irony does not escape me. And so I stand before you, proudly informing you that as of today, over 20,000 zombies have been given a second shot at life, or if not life, then a reasonable facsimile thereof. It is true, our bodies still rot and fall apart, but our minds, our minds are sharp, and many of the reclaimed have returned home to their jobs, to their prior existences as citizens of this great country. It has not been easy. Our families have disowned us. The clergy has deemed us crimes against nature. Even many of you in this room have, pesh- have pushed for marriage defense laws, allowing our formal- former husbands and wives annulments and full custody of our children, with the insane claim that uh, death has already done us part. And so, I put it to you today, in the clearest terms possible, we are still people. In our minds, nothing has changed but our appearances. Though our hearts no longer beat, they can still be broken. Hath not a zombie eyes? If you prick us, do we not ooze a fetid, black, clotted substance once resembling blood? Even now! As I croak out this plea, a mad, burning desire rises up from my bloated, rotting gut. Nothing is more human than desire, which is why I come before you today. I come before you to plea our case. Ladies and gentlemen of Congress, President Palin, we will not be silenced. We have our needs, and those needs mostly require brains to be sated. And if you do not pass HB 7843 or the Brain Harvest Bill, we will do whatever is necessary to fulfill our needs. So I will put it to you in this way, in the black and white language that you've used to bludgeon against us for so long. You can either be our responsible government, a government that accepts all as equal, or you can be lunch. (laughs) I thank you for your time. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.
0: Nothing is more human than desire, President Palin. Hard to follow. I took him on with my topic Braun. Jamie Howard.
1: Yes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie Howard with Braun. All right, my nemesis, I'm putting seven minutes on the timekeeper of time, Jamie Howard. Are you
0: ready? Yes.
1: Right club audience! Are you ready? Yes. Jamie Howard with Braun! Three, two, one, begin!
0: Imagine me, 70 pounds heavier, with so much gas, I had a noxious cloud surrounding me with each booming elephant step. Riddled with Bacney, I was also a raging hormonal bitch, and ten days past my due date. I was never afraid of giving birth. My pregnancy was a nine-month boot camp of trauma. No lie, during those nine months, I got off drugs, quit smoking, got engaged for the second time to my baby daddy, then he went to jail for robbing his drug dealer's house while he was in Daytona Beach. And I had to cancel my second attempt at a wedding because of his incarceration, (laughs) yep. In nine months time, I went through, minus the cliche tragic murder, the entire plot of the upcoming Lifetime Television for Women movie, My, my husband Ruined My Pregnancy, starring the very talented Rob Lowe.
1: <laughs>
0: so when labor finally began, and I felt like I was in a vice grip from my tits to my knees, I was not afraid, no, not afraid. In fact, I was the terminator. I read the books, I took the classes. how I was raised by a natural birth guru. So maybe I wasn't the Terminator, okay? I cried, I wailed, I complained, I spent the better part of a day intermittently waddling and squatting and laying down and falling asleep in the bathtub. In the end, I fucking rocked that shit. Drug free, at home, on a seat shaped like a toilet. I'm pretty sure I pooped when I was pushing, but he was born. And he was healthy, despite my transgressions in the first trimester. My relationship with his father, however, has never been healthy since 2003. We have together been working on the sequel to my husband ruined my pregnancy. Tentative title, my life savings is making my lawyer rich. Uh, My son is nine. If we start with the money I spent on the divorce, scratch that, the money my parents spent on my divorce, um, scratch that, the money that was refunded from the deposit from the first canceled wedding on my divorce. Um, anyway, back to the math. So subtract $1,200 for the divorce, and then $3,000 when he sued me for custody three years later. Um, add a $12,000 ju- judgment awarded to me by the judge after um, she mopped the floor with him. Then subtract $3,000 to pay my parents back the retainer from the custody case. Then um, the $9,000 that's left goes to, uh, the rest of that dirty money goes to my lawyer um, as the most expensive thank you gift ever. Then add a $5,000 retainer for the second custody case. <laughs> I've lost count and also I can't add for shit. Suffice it to say, the trauma drama of my pregnancy was nothing compared to the mediation, the home visits, on the stand interrogation, writing more and more checks for my lawyer. If my life had a musical montage, it wouldn't make the movie because it would probably be too long for a lifetime. But if we speculated, the music would probably be inspiring. I would be punching one of those big bags with a little Italian coach barking at me by my side. It'd be five years long.
1: And, and no, I'm not
0: happy that the little Italian coach in my montage is actually my sadistic, rich ex-husband, but I'm grateful. There's a kind of resilience that you can only get when you're slammed against a wall over and over again, a hardening of the exoskeleton, In the most perfect plot twist, my ex-husband's efforts to beat me, to weaken me with his alleged strength and power and money, has actually backfired. He has conditioned me into a powerhouse. He has spent at least $20,000 on attorneys, smart lawyers with fancy degrees. They have diplomas with fancy mats and frames. They've tried for over five years to discredit me. They are smart men full of brains. But they are no match for this broad. I am tough as nails, and I am made for battle. Thank you. So, who had the better piece? Are you kicking yourself yet for not coming to see the show? Fret not, Wright Club Athens will be back soon. Make sure you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Club Athens. You can also check us out on our site at RightClubAthens.com. If you're interested in participating in an upcoming bout, send us a message at hello at RightClubAthens.com. We're looking for a fiery brave soul to be our regular MC and host. Thanks to Nick Tukoski and Mike Johns for coming up and helping get this crazy adventure off to a roaring start. Big thanks to Flickr Bar for taking a chance on something new and also thanks to Carla LaFever and The Rays for lending us the sweet, sweet sounds. Look for upcoming podcasts for Janet Geddes versus Randy Osborne and Krista Westervelt and Topher Payne.